Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. This is Glorious Greed and today we take a look at the topic, Let's Talk Pregnancy Miscarriage. At least you've already got a child. At least you know you can get pregnant. It's for the best because there was probably something wrong with that baby. It's nature's way. These and more are the types of comments that remain relatively common but can hurt parents who have experienced miscarriage. Miscarriage is when a baby dies in the womb before 20 weeks of pregnancy. It typically happens during the first trimester or first three months of the pregnancy. Some women have a miscarriage before they know they're pregnant. Women who experience miscarriage and stillbirth regularly report they feel profoundly alone and when the grief is buried, people can pay a heavy price. One in three pregnancies worldwide ends in miscarriage, and 11% of women endure a failed pregnancy at least once in their lifetime. And Nigeria, about 10 to 20% of all pregnancies end as miscarriages. Levels of care for women suffering miscarriage is highly uneven across countries and even within many wealthy nations. Hence, a new system is needed to ensure miscarriages are better recognized and women are given the physical and mental health care they need. And thus, I brought on board a fertility physician to come demystify everything there is to know about pregnancy miscarriage. He is a member of the European Society of Human Reproduction and Embryology, as well as the Association for Fertility and Reproductive Health in Nigeria. His special interest is fertility and reproductive health, which led him to working at Bridge Clinic and since then has gathered significant experience in the management of couples with infertility in the last few years. Let's welcome Dr. Shitu. Olawali. Hello, Doctor. Hi, Gloria. Good afternoon and good day to everyone listening to us right now. And Gloria, I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to be a part of this conversation because the topic we are going to be discussing is one that is not talked about as much as it deserves. As we all know, now, doctor, the medical term for a miscarriage is spontaneous abortion. That's the medical term. So why is the word abortion added to it, seeing that everyone knows abortion to be untimely termination of a pregnancy? So why is the word abortion added to miscarriage? Before I answer that question, what I would like to do is I would like to define what the word abortion is. Basically, abortion is a term that just means the termination or the ending of the pregnancy. And this can occur either with a, a medical intervention in the sense where a medication is taken to terminate a pregnancy or a surgical procedure is done to terminate a pregnancy. And it can also occur by soon spontaneously. So in terms of abortion, it could either be a, a voluntary or induced abortion or a spontaneous abortion. Now, miscarriage is a spontaneous termination of pregnancy before 20 weeks. So in technical terms, a miscarriage is actually a spontaneous abortion. But because there is that a negative connotation and that stigma associated with the word abortion, the medical community now is beginning to um, shy away from using spontaneous abortion and has unofficially adopted the word miscarriage. 
So I think I've been able to um, answer that question. So technically, when we are saying that the miscarriage is a spontaneous abortion, which is a termination of the pregnancy before 20 weeks. All right, then, doctor. I think we understand that now. Yes. So let's talk about what could cause a woman to miscarry a baby. Because I think the first step is to understand the reason. What could be, what could happen that would make a woman miscarry a baby? Please take us through that, doc. Okay, all right. That's fine. Uh, Before I talk about the um, causes of miscarriage, what I would like to do is to make our listeners understand better. I would like to look at how natural conception happens, right? How a normal pregnancy happens. When the woman ovulates, an egg is released from the ovary. This is picked up by the tube and travels about midway into the fallopian tube. Now, sperm that is released or ejaculated within the vagina swims up through the womb, goes into the fallopian tube, and meets with the egg. Now, the sperm carries half of the genetic material that is needed to form a normal human being, while the egg also has half of the genetic material needed to form a human being. Now, when the sperm and the egg meet together, which is called fertilization, these two halves now join together to become one pair, and that is the genetic material that develops into a human being. After fertilization, this fertilizer keeps growing and moving inside the fallopian tube until it becomes an embryo and is transported back into the womb, the innermost part of the womb called the endometrium, where the embryo now attaches or implants. This attachment or implantation is very, very important because if it doesn't happen, the pregnancy or the baby cannot go. It is after this implantation and this attachment that the baby starts getting support from the mother and get blood supply, oxygen, nutrient, can also get rid of his waste as well. Now that uh, we have an idea of how natural conception happens, we cannot talk about what could cause a miscarriage because anything that affects in, for the first part, the formation of that baby, the genetic composition can have an impact on a miscarriage happening. The second part is the womb itself. If there's anything sitting inside the womb, that will make it difficult for implantation to happen. That also could cause a miscarriage to happen. And then, to be honest, 50 to 70% of miscarriages that happen as a result of genetic abnormality in the developing baby. So the first thing is the genetic composition, either from the sperm, or from the egg, there's some chromosomal abnormality. And that results in a baby that is formed, that is defective. And God is so kind. He has put some mechanism in place in the mother, such that the mother's body detects that this baby is not developing right, and the pregnancy is terminated and the miscarriage happens. Now that we have talked about that, we go to the second part of it, which is the womb itself. Is there anything sitting inside the womb? or distorting or affecting the womb that will make it difficult for that embryo or the baby to attach properly or to grow, which is where something like a fibroid could come into play. But one thing I'd like to make clear is the fact that a woman has a fibroid doesn't mean she cannot uh, get pregnant or carry a pregnancy to have a baby, but it depends on the size of the fibroid and the location of the fibroid as well. So a fibroid is something that could cause a miscarriage if it is sitting within the innermost line of the room or the space where the pregnancy is supposed to go into. And then there are some things that are called polyps as well. This is an outgrowth of that innermost lining of the room called the endometrium. 
this also can make it difficult for a pregnancy to attach properly for it to start getting support from the woman and go. Then also in terms of the development congenitally from when um, the womb is supposed to be like a single room with space. But sometimes there are some things that we call a septum, which is now like dividing the womb into rooms. This, uh, if it happens, can also be a cause of miscarriage. Now that we have looked at the embryo, is there a defect we are looking at the womb? The next thing we need to look at is, is there any other thing happening in the body generally that would impact on the health of the woman? And this also can lead to a miscarriage happening. One of certain if the woman has maybe um, a diabetes, which is high blood sugar, not properly treated, this can cause a woman to have a miscarriage. If the woman has um, issues with a thyroid gland, thyroid issues can cause some hormonal imbalances in the body because there are some hormones that support to support pregnancies. If these hormones are not balanced, then that also can, can cause miscarriage as well. Then also, uh, lifestyle choices, what we do, where we work, the environment we are exposed to, all these things have an impact on our health in general. So for people who smoke uh, while pregnant, drinking a lot of alcohol, um, all these things can be a cause of miscarriage. Also, women who work in areas where they're exposed to certain things that are toxic uh, to pregnancies, like for a woman who works probably maybe in a lab, uh, lab a diagnostic center where they do a lot of x-rays and she's exposed to x-ray radiation, this can impact on the baby and make um, cause some deformity. So those uh, those substances are what we call teratogens. They actually have an impact on that and can deform the baby. So people who work maybe in oil and gas or in a place where they are exposed to pesticides, herbicides, even in a factory where they make a lot of pain or organic solvents, some of these chemicals are toxic to the baby. So if a woman works in such an environment, it's constantly being exposed. Yes, that can also um, cause the miscarriage as well. Hmm. That's quite a lot, doctor. Really? Yes, and I read that sometimes. Yeah, How true is this, though, doc? I read that sex, having sex with your partner at the first phase of your of conception, can also uh, lead to miscarriage. How true is that? Well, to be candid, the jury is still out on that. There is no strong evidence that sexual intercourse, physical exertion, or stress that they cause miscarriages. But what we try to tell our patients is, especially if you're pregnant, anything that makes you uncomfortable, try as much as possible to avoid them. But to be candid from the purview of science, there is no strong proof or evidence right now that sexual intercourse, physical exertion, or stress, that they are one of the causes um, of, of a miscarriage. Okay, Doc. Now, as I mentioned in my introduction, many times a miscarriage can happen before you even know that you are pregnant. So how can you tell if you're having a period or it's a miscarriage? That's um, a tricky question because mm -hmm. um, to be candid, a lot of um, women um, have a miscarriage. About 50% of pregnancies actually end in a miscarriage. But these miscarriages are not picked by the woman in question because it happens before she's done a pregnancy, before she misses a period. 
about 50% of pregnancy actually ending in miscarriage. Then um, about um, about 15 to 25% of pregnancies that have actually been confirmed will end in a miscarriage. Now, to answer your question, how do you um, differentiate um, a miscarriage from a period? Maybe what I should first talk about is what are the symptoms that women have when they're having a miscarriage, when they're pregnant? The first is um, they start bleeding. The bleeding starts from light spotting and continuously increases until it becomes heavy bleeding. Then there is uh, cramping, then there is abdominal pain, and sometimes there's passage of tissues that looks like blood clots um, through the vagina as well. Then in women who have maybe pregnancy symptoms, maybe early morning sicknesses, there can be a reduction in those pregnancy symptoms. Now, to answer your question, remember we said that 50% of pregnancies will then be miscarriage. So a woman might be pregnant, not knowing that um, she's pregnant, has a miscarriage, and has some of those symptoms. She might think, okay, it's just my period, but why is this period coming with clot-like structure this time? Why am I feeling so much cramp? Why am I so much discomfort? It could be that it's a period, some periods come that way, or it could be that she's actually had a miscarriage. But the main differentiating factor that we can use to say, okay, um, is this a miscarriage? Is this a period is if someone has done a pregnancy test. If the woman has done a pregnancy test and um, it was positive and she starts having all these symptoms, then we can say that, Madam, uh, this is most likely a miscarriage. But if the woman did a pregnancy test, it's a little bit tricky to say, okay, is it a normal period? Is it that you have a miscarriage? Okay, so, but then again, Doc, don't you think that it's someone that feels like probably you missed your period, then you might say, okay, let me go for a pregnancy test. Some people actually just keep seeing their period, but they are pregnant. Now you're saying that it's a pregnancy test that we can use to determine. In that case, what can be done where there's no pregnancy test done and you're not even, you don't even know you are pregnant? Now, you can't say a woman has a miscarriage if you have not identified that she's pregnant in the first place. Okay, okay. Does that make sense? So the only way you can ascertain if a woman is pregnant or not is either you do a pregnancy test or you do a scan to look at the womb to see is there anything developing inside the womb. So in a scenario where the woman has not done a pregnancy test, a period is um, delayed for a bit. Yes, we know that when it comes to periods, um, in terms of regularity, sometimes the period might um, be delayed for a week or come earlier than a week. We know that hormones regulate the periods, right? And anything that has an impact on the hormones can also have an impact on when the period will come. Uh, it might delay for a bit, it might make it come heavy, being overweight, um, losing weight drastically, having so much weight, stress. So it's a little bit, that's why I, I, I use the word tricky. Mm. You get when you mention how do you differentiate a human um, as a miscarriage or a period. But the dividing line is what the pregnancy test done. Pregnancy test done was done and it's positive. And then all those symptoms start coming with uh, the bleeding the cramps, the abdominal pain, you can with all certainty say, okay, yes, mom, you're having a miscarriage. But if a pregnancy test was not done, now that makes it a little bit more tricky because it could be that the period was delayed, 
normally, or it could be, it could be that she was pregnant and is having one of those miscarriages that we say are missed because we know 50% of pregnancies will end in a miscarriage. But if the person is not sexually active as well, so you can use that to say, okay, if, um, you know, that's where taking a history comes in as a medical practitioner, a human comes in, you ask about, okay, your last menstrual period, um, sexual activity, and if the woman is honest and tells you, I don't know, I've not had any form of sexual intercourse, or when I have sexual intercourse, um, I use protection. Yeah, when some of those protections can, is not 100% effective. But if she tells you, I use the protection or I've not been sexually active, then the chances that she's pregnant is removed as well. Okay, it's highly unlikely that she's pregnant. Okay, all right then, doctor. Now, a miscarriage doesn't mean that you won't go on to have a baby, right? So how can we help women who have gone through a miscarriage have their own babies? Okay, now, um, the fact that a woman had a miscarriage or has had a miscarriage doesn't mean that, okay, her fertility is affected. Like I mentioned, um, 50 to 70% of the causes of this could be a chromosomal abnormality in the developing child. And that can happen as a one-off or it can happen continuously. Now, where we are a little bit more aggressive in examining this woman, if a woman has a miscarriage once, after that, 85% of women who have had a miscarriage go on to have a normal pregnancy and deliver normally. But if the woman has about two or three miscarriages in a row, what we now call a recurrent miscarriage, then we need to investigate further and try to find out what is going on. Why is this woman having a miscarriage? So at that point, we tell you, if you have, if you have had um, one or two miscarriages in a row, you need to see a doctor so that you are properly examined to find out why that happened in a row. But if it's once, yeah, the woman should just take things easy. Uh, the pregnancy would happen uh, 85% of women after a miscarriage. Now, there are certain things that we look at as well. You know, when you're talking about a uh, medical condition, there's a concept of risk factors, right? A risk factor is something that a person does or a trait or a behavior that a person has that increases the chances of that person having uh, a medical condition. Now, for miscarriages, there are also things that we call risk factor that could make a woman uh, have a miscarriage. One is advancing maternal age. You know that the older a woman gets, the lesser the quality of the eggs she has in her reserve. And the quality of the egg, what, what we mean by quality of the egg is basically the chromosomal composition of the eggs. The older the woman gets, the lesser the quality of the egg she has with good chromosomal um, makeup. So above 35 years, the chances of the woman having a miscarriage increases. That's one, because studies have shown um, the chances of a woman in her 20s having a miscarriage is about 12 to 15%. And by the time the woman gets to like 40, that's increasing like 25%. So a risk factor advancing maternal age. So that's something to have at the back of our mind. Then two, lifestyle habits as well. For women who smoke, who take a lot of alcohol, who do recreational drugs, shisha, weed, marijuana, all those can also be a predisposing factor to having a miscarriage. That's something that if there is any other medical condition like um, 
diabetes, Juma should ensure that, okay, yes, she's um, working with her doctors and taking her medications that the diabetes is properly um, controlled. Also, being overweight or underweight can also be a predisposing factor. Weight is also important in, in this high wrapping. So that's something that um, we all also need to look at, which is where exercising regularly comes into play. And studies have also shown that women who take a lot of caffeine also, um, that is caffeine, is a risk factor for having a, a miscarriage. So um, what I'm telling, uh, what I tell people who have had a miscarriage is to be candid, there is nothing really that can be done to prevent a miscarriage happening. Because when a miscarriage happens, it is because that baby is most likely not developing the way it should develop. But there are certain things that you should also do as a person to ensure that, okay, you are not putting yourself uh, in the category of people that has a lot of risk to developing a miscarriage, which is exercising regularly, cutting down on alcohol, smoking, watching what you eat, balanced diet, all those things can come into play. But for women who have had one, two, three, or more miscarriages in a row, they need to go a step further, meaning that they need to see a doctor where they are assessed to, to find out what exactly is going on. Why are you having these miscarriages? It could be that maybe there is something wrong with the womb, like you mentioned, that is making it difficult for a pregnancy to stay. It could be that, okay, maybe it's a chromosomal uh, composition. There's some chromosomal issues that's causing the woman to have a recurrent miscarriage. That's something to look at. Okay, is it that the woman has maybe a medical condition that she's not aware that she has a chronic like diabetes and she doesn't even know that she has it? Maybe that's the first point out to say, okay, let's even assess your blood sugar and find out um, if you have diabetes or not. Mm, beautiful point there, Doc. I think we noted that. Now, losing a baby in pregnancy through miscarriage or stillbirth, it is still a taboo subject worldwide linked to stigma and shame. Many women still do not receive appropriate and respectful care when their baby dies during pregnancy or childbirth. What can be done to change this narrative? Now, the main thing that can be done to change this narrative is what we are doing right now, enlightening people, talking about these things, letting people realize that, yes, it could happen, and if it happens, there are steps that can be taken. And for people who are wondering, miscarriage, stillbirth, what's the difference? A miscarriage is a pregnancy that ends before 20 weeks, while a pregnancy that ends after 20 weeks is termed as a stillbirth. Now, um, in terms of stigmatization, yes, I know that, um, especially in our own part of the world, a lot of um, pressure is put, especially on the women. Once people start going, uh, who knows what she has done before getting married, she has done this, she has lived in this life. But to be honest, sometimes this miscarriage is happening, it's not even the fault of the woman. Be candid because sometimes you you examine, you try to find out why a woman is having a miscarriage, and you don't find a reason that you can pinpoint to say, okay, this is why a miscarriage and um, a miscarriage happened or miscarriages are happening. You just realize that okay, this woman, so in that scenario, what we just tell the woman to do is okay, if you carry that one happen, there are options that you can take after proper examination. If 
um, after evaluation, maybe it's a chromosomal thing or the quality of the eggs, um, assisted reproductive technology, donor eggs can be used. Then if it is the womb, surrogacy can be looked at. So for any woman who has gone through this or who knows someone, just tell that person or tell yourself that, yes, it looks like um, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, but actually there is a light at the end of the tunnel. The most important thing is to um, first and foremost um, talk to people close to you, family, friends, um, because miscarriages can also lead to devastating mental health issues. So talk to if would be a mental health decision and go to a center where you can be properly assessed to be sure okay, what exactly is causing this miscarriage and then you can be advised appropriately. Mm. All right, then. We have a question here from Susan from Ikeja. She says, Gloria, well done. And thank you to Dr. Shitu for this enlightened conversation. Some women will be pregnant and still see their period until two or three months after. Why is that? Now, that's something that is interesting as well. The period that women see when they are pregnant, the question we like to ask is, is it that the woman is spotting? just seeing some spots of blood, or is it that the woman has a full-blown period like she has normally? Because in terms of when the pregnancy is attaching and implanting, there's some bleed that we call implantation bleeds, as in you can have some spotting, even when the woman is pregnant and the embryo is trying to implant, attach properly. And sometimes it might be that when a woman is dealing while pregnant, maybe the most supporting the pregnancy or there's some issues with the placenta. Now that brings us to categorizing or talking about the types of miscarriages. Now you have something that's called a threatened miscarriage. Now when a woman is pregnant and she starts saying a bleed, she comes to the doctor. The first thing the doctor wants to know is, uh, is this pregnancy still viable then the cervix which is the neck of the womb usually is supposed to remain closed until when um, labor starts and the baby is meant to come out so if a woman comes in spotting or having some any form of bleed the person the doctor wants to know is okay he wants to examine yes this woman is pregnant you want to do you want to do a scan to to see can you pick the heartbeat of the baby heartbeat is still there the next thing is to do a pelvic examination to look at the cervix. Is the cervix open or stay closed? If the cervix is closed and there is bleeding, then that is a threatened miscarriage. It's a threat. It is not, um, it has not happened yet. And in that scenario, you try to find out, okay, what could be going on that could be causing a threat to this pregnancy? Is it that the hormones supporting um, this pregnancy are not enough? In, in that instance, you might want to give some hormones to, to support that. You tell the woman to go on bed rest and you try to observe and see what is going on. In most cases, the bleeding stops and then the pregnancy continues. But if you now do this and you look at the cervix and you notice that the cervix has started opening, that is what's called an inevitable miscarriage because the cervix has already started opening. In that scenario, most likely, the miscarriage will go on and the woman will um, expel certain things, um, certain parts of the product. Now, either she expels everything or she expels parts and leaves parts. And there are some parts of the thing product left in Anna, bring us to the part where we talk about either 
is an incomplete miscarriage or a complete miscarriage. So spotting um, or having a bleed while pregnant, well, it could be from an implantation bleed. Is there an issue with uh, the hormonal? But any woman who is pregnant and bleeding should please go to a hospital and be examined appropriately so that she can be advised on what next to do. All right, then. Great words from Dr. Shitu there. I think it's a good way to wrap up the conversation. We can go on and on and on and talk about this miscarriage and never yeah, really. <laughs> and we won't get to the end of it. So what we're going to do is from time to time, we'll just come on the radio, use the media as a powerful tool to discuss these topics because a lot of women will benefit from it. It's been such an insightful conversation with you, doctor. I've been speaking, by the way, just in case you do not know, I've been speaking with Dr. Shitu Olawale uh, is a fertility a physician and has a specialty in fertility and reproductive health. Uh, he works at the Bridge Clinic and has, over the last years, helped people, um, couples battling with infertility. Thank you for joining me on the show, Doctor. Thank you, Gloria, for having me. And just to um, correct something, I used to work at the Bridge Clinic. Now I work with Bloom Fertility Clinic. Oh. Just leaving it out there. All right, then. Noted, dog. Apologies for that. All right. Thank you All for right. joining me once again. <laughs> All right. Now, for too long, miscarriage had been minimized and often dismissed. Women experience trauma and bereavement, which may have had no obvious signs and can go unrecognized. However, things are getting better. Women are getting all the support and care that they need. Now, the era of telling women to just try again is over. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.